So I'm not going to talk about the pandemic. Ontario's back in another lockdown. Uh, that's all I'm going to say, because I, I feel like there's no point in, I don't want people listening to this podcast to listen to me complaining about something that we're all experiencing simultaneously. I want this to be a place that you can kind of like get away from that and, uh, you know, maybe listen to some coping mechanisms about other anxieties and stuff like that and have a laugh with us. Um, so I'm just going to start this episode off with uh, just a small little like recap of how my week went. Literally nothing substantial really happened except I went on a walk date. This is my first walk date of this entire pandemic. And um, it's it was exactly what you think it would be. It's literally you wear a mask with this other person and you literally go for a walk. And um, <laughs> this person that I'm talking to has a day job. Isn't that impressive? Found somebody with a day job, everyone. And uh, he was super understanding and like, it was just kind of refreshing how understanding he was. Cause like, usually when I meet guys, like they just fully don't care about like what's happening in the world. Like younger men that are in their early twenties, mostly don't give a shit about what's happening. Um, they just want to like hook up or want you to come over or whatever. But this guy was really understanding. I was like, listen, like I'm paranoid about this pandemic. I know we're outside, but would you mind wearing a mask? Like I'll wear one too. And he was like, yeah, thanks so much for being thoughtful. Like, yeah, let's wear masks. So that was very refreshing. So I had a great time on this date. Not going to bore you with the details, but um, we're walking around Toronto for two hours. And it's like raining outside, but not enough that like, it's like spitting very slightly. It's like snowing a little bit, but the snow is damp. Like it was just a mist, just a general mist. And I knew that like my mascara was running. Um, like I knew that it was starting to run down my face because I felt like watermarks under my eyes, but I was like, it can't be my mascara. I've got like waterproof mascara. Um, and also like, I'm not gonna touch my face with my hands, like even though they're sanitized, like I'll just give it, a, I should have brought concealer. I, moments like this, I'm like, am I even a girl? Like, am I actually even a woman? Like it. It makes me feel bad about myself because I'm so like, I just don't think about these things ahead of time. Maybe I just haven't been on a lot of, I haven't been on a lot of walk dates. Maybe this is a pandemic thing. It has nothing to do with me. I've never had to be outside for as long as I've been outside in my life. I have been outside more than I have ever been outside ever. And uh, my makeup and wardrobe is just not prepared for that because I'm usually not outside for that long. I'm usually just transferring from the subway into a comedy club or restaurant or home or whatever. But anyway, my mascara starts to run. I feel it. I ask my date if there is mascara coming down my eyes. Um, he responded, no, I'm not sure if he was being nice or like genuinely, I don't think men see makeup at all. Like, I think they just see like lipstick and, and I'm not sure what else, like they don't register like makeup products. They don't, they don't know what that is. So he's like, is that the thing that's on your eyelashes? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, no, it's, it's fine. I'm like, okay, great. An hour goes into it. I'm kind of like wiping it with my fingers as like the night goes on. I'm like, okay, bitch, it's fine. Just touch your face. You have to, cause this is, you need to, this can't be happening. You can't be having mascara run down your face. So I'm just like dabbing it with my index finger. I think everything is fine. Near the end of the date, I pass a reflective building and there was like football, like swipes of makeup underneath my eyes. Like it was just thick, like dark mascara directly under my eyelid, thick line of it, like just a rectangle. It didn't even look like it was, it just looked like I put it there on purpose. Like it was just so thick and like drawn on. <laughs> uh, and um, I wanted to just jump in front of traffic. I truly can't explain to you. Like it, there's, there's nothing like going on a date and then your mascara starts running and there's literally nothing you can do about it. Like I was about to leave. Like I, it was like, well, it's too late. You can't go run into a Tim Hortons or something and wipe it off. Um, 
because you're literally about to leave. So like, what would be the point of that? So I just had to like accept it and just eat it and just understand that um, there's nothing to do in this situation. So I got back in the Uber, went home, had a laugh about it, whatever. Um, And that's it. So, you know, whatever. Next thing, the, uh, the French woman from the CRB automated line I keep I've talked about this all week to everybody because she's so aggressive I feel um scared when she comes on the line like I I don't want to hear her so I literally like have my hand I have my finger hovering over the one because like the first woman comes on she's like for service in English press one so I have my hand over the one just like ready to press it so I don't have to hear the French lady come on and sound so aggressive and hostile (laughs) and she comes on so fast that like by the time my finger goes to press the one, she's already like halfway done her sentence. Like it's just so aggressive. She's like, for service in English, please press what she's like, la service en français. I don't even, I don't know how to speak French. I don't really understand what she's saying, but it's just so aggressive. She's a murderer. I don't know who she is. I don't know if it's the same woman. Maybe it's just like how people from Quebec are, but I can't um, deal with that all the time. It's really stressful. So if CRB is listening, can you please just like remove the French lady um, or just put like a little bit more time? Like when the first woman goes like for service in English, press one, put like a little harp or something, go like do, 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 do. And then. Okay. That's fine. It's fine. Everybody, um, you know, has their voice and that's fine. But it, you know, personally, I find it terrifying. I don't know what that says about my personality, whatever. Anyway, um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, literally, like, I'm just so excited about this podcast. It feels like it's kind of... Yeah, I don't want to say it's taken off because who am I? But um, I'm just really happy with the progress. And thank you guys so much for like commenting and whatever and supporting and tagging me in Instagram posts because it means a lot. We like hearing these things. If you enjoy the podcast, reach out and say, hey, I'm enjoying this podcast. Um, So I just don't feel like I'm uh, like a serial killer talking to myself in my room at all times. Um. Anyway, guys, this guest is just so funny. I feel like we became fast friends as soon as this pandemic started. Like I went over to her house for like wine uh, over the summer when we were in stage three. Okay, responsible. And we just had a blast. We just chilled on her patio, talked about life and just shit talked. And it was just amazing. Oh my God. Just so many things. Um, She's a stand-up comedian that tours the country. She's a sketch performer. She's performed at the Montreal Festival, the Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival. She's a regular performer with Sunday Night Live here in Toronto. Um, she is so intimidatingly funny. It's wild. You can also follow her on Instagram where she posts some of her characters at Erica Gellert. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much it. I'm just going to start it. Cause I'm just so excited for you guys to hear it guys. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. No, you, you need nice friends. And I, I, I actually started becoming friends with people that aren't even comedians and just like artists and people who are educated (laughs) and whatever and they're so kind and it's like it's changed um a lot of my uh and like you know like when you're just around uh, surrounded by people that are like nice and kind and and positive and you're like wow I feel great today I wonder why and then you hang out with your usual crew that's like this sucks my life sucks my boyfriend sucks and you're like oh I feel like shit but you know you're my friend uh and then you hang out with like more and more I don't know anyway what I'm saying is I spent a lot of time with those shitty negative people uh let's call it high school and college and then I started like you know branching out to um older adults like that are a couple years older like you and I have that in common we always make friends with people that are older than us and then all of a sudden you're like feeling inspired and feeling like you are (laughs) you're you're also kind and you're also smart and whatever takes forever 
takes fucking forever for it to sink in. But once you feel like I hang out with nice people, then you have to think, oh, wait, it's because I'm also a nice people. Isn't that. it so like refreshing hanging out with people in their 30s and just being like, wow, this is what like having healthy self-esteem and like real <laughs> looks like. And you're like, I've just been faking it this whole time. This is 100 percent. 100 percent. Like some some 30 year olds let's not go crazy and be like people in their 30s like no no let's, okay, let's not paint with like a wide brush there because yeah, yeah, then no. there's men in their 30s who are like i'll fuck a 21 year old i don't care and you're just like ah you're gonna okay. ruin someone's life um yeah but you're an old soul yeah yeah he's an old soul it's fine um yeah there are a lot of yeah uh things that i and that, but then I am sometimes I get in a rush in my head where I'm like, oh, my friend in their like early 30s or late 30s has it all together and they have this and they have that. And I'm like, oh, what, what plan do I need to put in place to get that now? And it's like, oh, wait, yes, they're 10 years older than me or five years older than me. You know, and five years older is not that much older. I am five years away. Well, actually, four five years is a long 30. time. Five years is a long I know. time. It really is. It's the duration of high school. I, ha- I have a whole high school experience ahead of me before I'm 30. So you know what? Let's fucking get it. You know, <laughs> let's fucking get it. That's so funny. Let's fucking get I am it. like scared of turning because I just feel like people think that I'm older than I am. And sometimes like you just want to be treated like a 23 year old. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, they're, like the expectation is too high sometimes. And I'm just like, all right, let's just like, you're just you're 20. You're 23. You're 23. Yeah. You're 23. Yeah. I don't, I don't terribly miss, uh, 23, um, or 22 or 21. I mean, they're fun for me. Like I grew up and had fun and I was a big old drunk slut and I loved it. And I still am. I still am. <laughs> I wish I could be more because, um, you know, I deserve it. Um, but I didn't like the way people talk to me. I feel like there's a huge condescend condensation, conden- not condensation. That's when science happens outside, but um, <laughs> condescending tone and energy, especially from actually older women. Like I find always, always in my career or like or in my career, it sounds kind of silly talking about comedy as your career when no one's been doing comedy for months. Um, but a lot of the times in those like little networky moments, like before a show, after a show, it'd be like, oh God, you're fine. You're fine. You're like, I was, I'm dismissed. And my experiences and what I find hard and struggle, whatever, is nothing because I'm 21 or 22 or 23. And it was all in good heart because like they were comparing themselves to, or to me, like they, they were like being like, oh, when I was your age, I did this. And it's like, yes, but also we're unique individuals and we're not the same. So I think I'm allowed to feel sad about this, but you're telling me I'm not and it's weird and I don't like it and I'm going home and I'm sad. <laughs> and, and now, and now like, yeah, like I'm 25, which is still very young. I understand that, but it, I am spoken to differently. I'll, yeah. like by by women and by other like, might be because I've been around yeah it, it, it yeah it truly might be just because I've been around for a while like yeah, I could it, it maybe not have anything to do with my age just the amount of times people just see me but um but I noticed it yeah even at, at my place of work and like with uh with uh, like other people that you know just flippantly ask you like oh how old are you and it's instead of being like whoa you're only blank like wow shoot me in the face it's like okay can you relax uh sorry I got it going on at such a young age um sorry I read a book (laughs) sorry I had experienced intense trauma at a very young age and really grew up sorry (laughs) that's exactly what it is it's just like oh no this is just a result of uh trauma Mm -hmm. And, um, that's all that I know. So that, that's why, you know what I mean? That's it's why. Not thing. I didn't just wake up and decide to do that. Mm-mm. Um, it just is. Wow. I really do look like fucking Dua Lipa right now, which is insulting. To you look Lipa. incredible. I'm like, I got a wolf shirt on. I got, I'm, I'm all fucking greasy. I put on, um, I put on a little bit of color cause I have a rash from my mask and like, I also yeah. have a new, reaction uh, going on on my eye like around my eye and I'm just like Keskalafak why do I keep saying that I think it's something from my past Keskalafak and someone else said it and I thought it was funny 
That is I funny. don't know. No, it was, it was from, yeah, some sort of, anyway, I am just whatever, who cares? And anyway, my mom's just like, are you using new makeup? And I'm just like, I haven't worn makeup since 2019, bitch. I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, it's just, she's like, it's stress. And I'm just like, don't say that. Is this happening? No, there's no format or anything. I just like pick people that I have like a good relationship with to come on and just talk. But I talk, I talk to you every day, almost. I I feel like I complain. Yeah. No, we we do. (laughs) Yes. And I love your complaints. I don't hear them as complaints. I'm just like, they're like, rally cries and I'm just like I'm with you (laughs) it's yeah it's been uh it's been it's been a couple of months and I love this quarantine friendship I mean like we were always friends we were always like pretty chummy uh but um but I feel like we really we really became pen pals this year (laughs) and um and no I'm 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 the better for it truly yeah yeah that's nice um do you, are you dating right now or no is that stop for you I okay that is a fun cue I'm not I mean I am like what the rest of us are doing which is opening the app closing the app doing the app liking the app hating the app deleting the app like whatever it's just like the the going through the emotions of what like it feels like such a unique like an only you struggle like wow like it's really hard to uh, connect with someone uh, from an like these this platform also like hard to really know who someone is also I sometimes get out of these little things and think I'm unattractive I'm unworthy I'm unpopular I'm not as like slick uh presentation wise as I think in my head and that is ultimately so shitty like I hate that that could like have so much power when it's like a fucking swipe and it's like um so yeah I'm yeah I have hinge I don't have anything else I have been talking to this guy I, I, to, I told you about pardon I'm gonna ask do what, you, what are you saying who's that do you Just find people do you find um that it helps you or doesn't help you to put that you work in comedy that you're a comedian um I think it like I mean it won't help to not say it because I feel like for, for me, it's a very um, val- like self-validating thing for me. Like I need to put that I'm a comedian or write for com- like comedy or do comedy or have a picture displaying that I do comedy because it is such a thing I identify with that if I don't say that, then I'm not my true self. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm like fucking out in those little caption or comment section of the the profile being like um, writing huge poetry moments and being like, um, this is what my philosophy on life is. Like, no, but I just feel like, uh, comedy and, and being funny or kind of persnickety I love that word uh, on on these things um, is important for me because that is that's who I am and so yeah I do always um, include that I do comedy or, or have you know I write um, even if it's very vague like I'll put like teacher slash actor slash um, like a uh, comedian. Um, and so, yeah, but like, yeah, a lot of people will comment on it. Some people don't, it's usually don't like until, until they say something like I once was going to do comedy and it's like, great. That's so cool. I always like, <laughs> like end up being funny. roasted. Like, pardon? You, you always roasted. end up being roasted. Yeah. What the fuck? You dude, it's wild. Like they don't, I don't know what it is. Like these men go on there. I would cry. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. They go on there, okay. at like, and, and they're mad. They either just got yeah. out of a relationship, uh, or I look like their ex girlfriend, or I remind them of their mom yeah. or something, and they're just mad. And then they just see that I do comedy, and they just fucking attack me for it. I'm like, whoa! Like, I don't even like. There's no clips. There's there's not even photos of me doing stand up. I just write works in comedy, and they just fucking. So you think you're funny? Like blah blah blah. Like not even like. They're just like roasting my ass, like left, right, and center. No, like, no. While they're little like, fucking they're dick bad. men, tiny dick, tiny dick on a little tiny man. Um, they're obviously yeah, like they're very, very fragile with them because being funny and being like charming is so heavily valued 
when you're a man that when a, a woman outweighs them in that category, they're like, no, no, no. I said that thing about fucking Jacob's mom in the locker room that one time. It was, I fucking killed. And it's just like, well, um, I'm signed at Yak Yaks and I did it and like, whatever. And it's just like, no. I just don't know. They're like, they, they like, they just like really, I don't know. Like it never really occurred to me how much like men think that they're like, like it's all men like all men think that yeah. they're funny like it's like a universal thing no because um, yeah they, they earned it they it was it's a gift for them to have it it's all a gift. yeah it's like, and we took it from them somebody took it. <laughs> we took it the women took it from them sorry continue no I was just saying yeah it's like it's this weird thing where it's like why don't I just like like you don't understand like I'm not like I don't even want you to be funny. Like, I don't even want a partner that's funny. I just want you to be nice and supportive. That's literally it. Like, I don't give yeah. up. I literally don't even care. You don't have to make me laugh once. As long as, like, I feel comfortable and you make yeah. me feel, like, you know, like, nice and I feel comfortable, that's, yeah. like, literally all I care about. I don't... Men that are, like, funny, it just... I don't... I don't... It's not I, safe for, for some reason. I'm I would like, love a sense of humor. Like, yeah. you, you definitely need a sense of humor because, like, if, if I'm you know riffing or doing like weird voices or whatever about our my business and they're like what the fuck are you doing like oh it's like um no you need to have a rapport with me a little bit or like at least laugh your fucking ass off at whatever hell I'm doing um like a sense of humor goes a long way but yeah you're totally right like uh who has time for people to um take what's so special and unique and amazing about you and belittle it and make it like something like um oh you think you're funny oh you, oh you think you really you can do this <laughs> yeah well I'm a hot guy you're gonna fuck for the next three years so you better listen to me like it's just like ew I don't want to ever get in a situation like that even though it's so easy to do it and so like fuck man the people that I last like the yeah last few people I really went in on and like um saw I thought I was dating one of them we dated for like uh three months in my head but um no he was like very much just liking me as a friend but very much doing all the dating stuff uh yeah that's just fucking great that's That's the best that's the best when you're just like I finally yeah I finally found this beautiful thing and then he's just like well I like you as a friend um I've been fucking other people and it's like oh cool cool but I would have spent another year, two years uh, doing that shit with that guy if I hadn't been like, hey, what's up? <laughs> what are we? Like, even though that's so shitty to put that on the woman all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, it's always up to, uh, what's this relationship mean? What, are, what is it? Like, it's like, I don't want to have to ask that question, especially when, yeah, what's that? Yeah, no, I was just going to say, but I also don't like the opposite, which is like men that move too fast that are just like, oh, I've never had that. Though. <laughs> and then they go and then they go yeah. and they, you will. And it's fucking scary. And they go, I don't like it. So what are we? What are we like? Are we like together? Like, what is that? And you're just like, oh, no. I would think they were That's joking. Like, I would think they were literally joking. I would think they were joking. I'm me. like, no, like you, that's like unstable. It's like, that's crazy. We're, we've only been out however many times, like twice. And now it, you're I, yeah. like, the faster it comes on, the faster it leaves. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very flighty. Oh, it, 100%. Yeah. I, I attract, I attract a uh, very cocky psychopaths. So they play the oh, long God. game. Um, but, but like the very apparent psychopaths are so cute and they just want love so quickly that they'll squeeze it right out of your fucking face before you even get a chance to no. be like, no, thank you. No, thank you, no. please. Um, but like, it always saves you. Like, what's that? Sorry. I said, it always saves you when they're kind when they do that shit, when they're just like, so what are we? And you're like, oh no, forever. No, it's going to be a no from me. And it's like, oh, wow. I didn't have to go on another five bad dates with this person or whatever. Like, yeah, I'd rather, I, I'd almost sometimes rather that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's tricky out here. <laughs> it is. I'm just too, like, I'm weary of guys that are like too nice or like, too funny I hate when guys start doing bits gross uh it's just like don't yeah like just back to like the funny guys like I don't I don't like guys that are like life of the party like funny like they need to impress everybody all the time and I feel like comedians specifically because we're so Mm -hmm. observant we're like hyper aware of these things so like 
they yeah. think that like they're doing like a trick for us and you're just like oh no like no yeah I'm a split I'm a split down the middle where I I do appreciate a party animal like I I do like because I I very much kind of put myself in the frat boy fucking chugs beers and likes to steal the show at a party whatever box and if someone like and I I'm from a small town man like what do you expect like it, it it's it's fun it's flirty that I don't want them to be on like that all the fucking time but I I do I kind of like that sort of um I don't know like but you yeah you gotta be do it with intelligence and like sort of like be the louder person in the room or like funnier like whatever that's all good. I get it. I, I, it'd be pretty hypocritical for me to be like, no, they can't ever do that when I, I clearly go for that sometimes, uh, you know, in conversations, but I just, they need to understand when and where, you know, and, and if they have that going for them and if they're fucking normal and nice and whatever, then that's all good. But yeah. And then, yeah, I, I get wrapped up in like, the sort of man I'm supposed to be attracted to because I know the quiet non-comedian uh just nice timid person would be a good match for me because I'm exactly the opposite um but I also like in my heart of hearts I'm still attracted to the person that makes me laugh the hardest and kind of gets everyone's eyes on them and whatever it's like how can you not especially when it's just like yeah people are built for people sometimes and that's it's hard to it's a hard energy to deny uh for me so I um yeah I definitely and I'm at a point in my life though too where I'm opening my eyes to everyone and not just the toxic bro that's like because you know and I truly believe there's some of them that aren't toxic like there is one or two of them that are like they're broy they wear the flannel shirt and the hat backwards but they could also make a lady feel appreciated um uh you know there's 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 one out of ten that are like that uh but yeah and then and then there's other other guys that yeah even on these apps especially I'm just like you know what I wouldn't normally go for him but maybe maybe he'll have the charm the gift of the gab and be a fucking nerd who won't cheat on me like who knows (laughs) (laughs) who knows do you find that dating apps um like it because it's bittersweet right like I'm just in this like love-hate relationship with them because I, and I find it so fascinating because yeah it also like opens you up to meeting all kinds of different people from like like I'm going like maybe I'll go on a date with a guy from like fucking Milton and it's like how would we have met I'm never in Milton you know what I mean yeah so it, like opens up the world but also like makes it very small at the same time because like the kind of guys yeah. that you're meeting are like so emotionally unavailable and like just nightmares yeah it's yeah. interesting so I I have not internet dated that often um I went on one my first tinder date like two years ago and then I went on like a hinge backyard date this summer and that's pretty much where the journey ends with online dating maybe I've done one more I don't know but it's all that like and then like because this year you're like let's go for a walk stranger I don't care I'm desperate to talk to another adult um but yeah with the yeah what were we talking about just like online dating Uh, yeah having the emotionally unavailable man is a classic and those guys are littered all over those stupid ass apps um yeah, I and I have no idea what I'm looking for because I I am like I truly don't trust people uh, like in a normal setting, <laughs> um, but I I tend to like vibe and fall more for energy uh, in a like that, that sounds kind of like uh, I bleed with the moon like <laughs> you know sort of thing. Uh, but uh, but it's true I I do like really like if someone's not necessarily my physical type if they are kind of a, a beacon in the dimmest bar I'm like well like I I like that I wanted to get to know that person whereas if I saw them online I'd be like I don't know you and you don't know me and I'll never mind love (laughs) next and then I just throw my phone um but yeah I yeah yeah are you dating are you you're kind of just you're talking you're trying you're trying you're trying yeah I'm supposed to go on like a walk date this Thursday but I'm just like not sure if I should go because I'm like even though it's outside like maybe we'll just do a FaceTime date. Cause like, why am I going to get on the subway and like expose myself to people when I, to just to yeah. find out that I don't like you and I never like anybody. So wh- why would this be any different? You know what I mean? That's absolutely fair and true. That's too bad. He's not a little bit closer. 
when you have those moments of like oh this person because I do that too like when I'm yeah like if I'm seeing somebody I will point out like red flags right away but it's just because it yeah you're right because it makes it easier for you to just like decide to stop seeing them or easier for you to like make up your mind or whatever yeah or if they reject you or they say like hey I'm not feeling this I gotta go it's like perfect I have a list that I already created of reasons to not uh want to go through with you know seeing you anymore like that's fine I Um, think you're a serial killer yeah 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 Yeah. or I should talk to you all to all my friends that you also want to fuck like it's like it's just something we do (laughs) but uh but yeah no I think um I think me understanding what I did with myself for you know feeling sorry for myself sometimes or whatever but I wouldn't because that's not that's not okay like you can't possibly feel sad for just you in a silly situation um when I finally realized that uh what I was doing to distract myself from those things I was it makes you look at your reaction to everything else so much differently you're just like am I reacting like this like a normal person or am I reacting like this because I I don't think I deserve this or I'm freaking myself because like uh, what if what does this mean do I have to do I have to date him for five years if he's really nice like it's like no you can like it doesn't matter if someone's super nice and caring for towards you if you're not feeling it you're allowed to like you know walk away but it's just like I feel indebted to people sometimes if I if I, yeah, I never want to lead someone on. Um, but I'll, I'm also understanding in today's world of dating that you're allowed to also just like figure it out as you go along. And it's not completely criminal for you to decide that even if it was kind of going well, you're hanging out, you make each other happy ish. <laughs> and you just decide like, nah, I, I have to do something else in my life right now. This isn't working it's not going to be the end of the world uh, for either party, even if it feels like, you know, painful and shitty, whatever. It's just grownups dating and feeling it out. And you know what? It's scary. I really hate it. I get, I get a lot of fear about having to do that, but I also want to, like, I, I want to be with someone. So I got to yeah. do this. <laughs> Unfortunately, this comes with it. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly right. It's like, if you want yeah. to like have that, then you, I'm one of those people where it's like, as soon as I start, um, like new, any sort of new feeling, this is like where my anxiety yeah. comes in. This is why, like, I've haven't tried weed yet or like I have, but like even alcohol sometimes, like I get freaked out whenever I feel like a new sensation like if it's like my head I feel lightheaded or yeah. if I start feeling nauseous like it really scares me yeah yeah and I think I'm definitely the same way when it comes to like emotional feelings like if I start feeling mm-hmm. like too excited about someone I'm just like shut it down list all the reasons that it's not going to work out and then just like move on you know what I mean or like if it's yeah. getting real where I'm like oh this person like is really like the ideal partner for me like I really like mm-hmm. them we're laughing we're getting along and it's like this self-destructive thing where I'm just like I get anxious about the way that I feel sometimes and then I'm just like okay no forget it like literally well yeah and I think it's um yeah I think we're yeah we're we're not you know exactly the same person but I do relate a lot to this because and I feel like you will relate too when it's just like I when I when I'm having a casual cool time with someone over a beer or whatever uh I'll all of a sudden be like but is he the one <laughs> and, yeah. I'm, and and uh is he will I be with him one day and a couple months down the road and be in a bar and meet someone else and have him really sweep me on my feet and then this schmuck next to me is gonna have to like watch that unfold and me feel so bad because I settled for him and it's like oh my god can you chill the fuck out I've been I do single. that all the time I've been single for five sit like my whole life uh Dude, so me too. Oh my, I've never I've, I my longest relationship three months dude stop stop no I won't stop I me won't stop too. We're married. it was when We're I was married. like 20 it was literally when I was like 20 <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I was 21 or, or 22 or yeah no oh my gosh I'm shrieking I'm shrieking at the the dude, shrill, it's crazy uh, we are the we same are, person I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry, girl. You're in for it. If we are the same person, you got a couple years ahead of you, but they're fun. You're fun. You're going to have a couple breakdowns, but it's fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I've, I haven't, and it's not for lack of trying. Like I, I definitely, like I had a huge anxiety and huge fear about relationships and sex uh, from adolescence to call, like uh, when I finally did have sex and start experimenting with like relationship or like just 
crushes in general. Um, and it was catastrophic. Like I, yeah. And it wasn't, I got to stop being like, I just know how to pick them. They're all losers. And like, I just fall for the, like, I just love, I attract this. I try like, or I'm attracted to shit. And it's like, you know what? No, <laughs> it's circumstance. It's environment. It's who I was at the time. It's what happened to me before, you know, it all, it all, you know, like, and, and it's them too. Like these are kind of not fully developed men that you're trying to make feel things that they can't. And they're not capable of um and you don't even aren't even sure that you want them to feel them but it just would be nice if they tried <laughs> uh, and so like I just, I I definitely got caught up in a couple of those uh little swing of inks and so yeah I never dated the right person never and then I decided all of a sudden and it was because I was rejected and hurt all the time uh, I decided I didn't want to date and that career was more important so there was like three years where I just like I just shut myself. It wasn't a big deal. I didn't hook up. I didn't um, like I, and when I did hook up, it was so gross. It was like with an older shitty, creepy comedian and like whatever, just drunk. But it was like, I'm sex. I'm Carrie Bradshaw. And it's like, no, I'm really, I'm not doing this, you know, in a healthy way. Um, but, um, but yeah. And then I, all of a sudden your friends start pairing off or you, you see healthy love in front of you and you're just like, Whoa, I, I can have that. Like, I, I really like the sounds of that. Um, and then so your life changes. How do you, um, how do you differentiate? So like, let's say you're, you're on a date, right. And you're yeah. just like, okay, but this person's not like the one, right. Yeah. How yeah. do you, because then I don't trust myself and I go, Oh, your intuition is just right but also like you've been single for so long you've never been right this much about anything like you know what I yeah. mean yeah yeah you can afford to date someone who's not the one honey uh yeah. and I and I can too um even though it feels like it feels like a waste of time to date someone That's who's not but you learn and like and itess not like and that's what I'm trying to separate with this current guy uh because I do have a lot of those thoughts sometimes uh but here's the thing we we don't really know each other. There's still so much to learn and, and know about each other. And you know what? We might stumble along the fucking road here and be like, well, that's what you're really like. Ugh, no, thanks. And be a mutual amicable thing. But what do I have going on? Like, what do I have to lose from not getting to know someone just based on like, well, it's kind of a weird world right now. And do I, am I just like fabricating these feelings or fabricating the interest in him because it's convenient and like, whatever, I don't know there, but there's going to be an excuse every single time. If it's not this, which is pretty, pretty solid fucking excuse for like a global pandemic person. Um, But if it's not going to be this, it's going to be something else down the line. And, you know, I know what it is. You know what it is for me too? I think that it's like, I'm always like comparing, not necessarily comparing, but it's just like, like there was one time that I went on a a few dates with this guy that, that were so good that I was like, okay, like I'm either never going to find this again or like every date that I go on, I'm just like, okay, but I don't feel like that. So it's not going to work out because you're comparing. That's also bad. That's bad news bears. Um, but it's, it's good to know that you um, felt such a spark and such a like magnetic energy with that one person at one time. Very beautiful, very rare. Hold on to it. Put it in your back pocket. Definitely reflect on that later down in your life. But also understand that that version of yourself could have grown and changed as well. So if you did run into that guy again and have a fucking night, you're like, what the fuck did I like about this guy? Just hypothetically, maybe you like you see him and you're just like oh it's the guy it's the guy I've been thinking about the guy had that insane energy and like fucking compatibility with of course we're gonna oh he asked me to go uh, on a go train with him to Markham let's go let's do this let's have a crazy night and then you get on the train with this person and you're like what was I like three years ago like what happened (laughs) because I don't you know and so let's fucking grab that grab that and hold on to it too because um and you know maybe maybe that's not the case but I think I think of myself a few years ago or the few times that I've felt like that belly that belly sparky thing that you would get when you saw the guy or person and um 
And, you know, like, I'm like, I, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that feeling or what, like, it'll never be him. Like, I, I, I want someone to make me feel or like uh, him to, to just change his mind <laughs> and uh, whatever. And instead of, instead of looking for that feeling with someone else, <laughs> when in reality, it's like, no girl, you can, and the, the, those feelings and the surprise of having like a, a, a stronger development come up for someone happens not right away sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely very common. I yeah. feel like I have uh, like emo nun energy. Like uh, I told Laura Lebo when she was on this, I have like widow energy, but like not even like widow and like she wants uh, to so funny. Widow that like whoever came before is like irreplaceable. Like that's the energy that I have. Like, oh I won't go up my unless he reminds God. me of like my dead husband. Yeah. Um, because I'm just like, I, if I feel any <laughs> sort of pressure, like at all, like, even if you ask me, like, which is why dating apps are so hard, because that's all anybody wants, really. And it's like, if I feel mm-hmm. if I feel any sort of pressure, like, if it's not up to me, then like, I'm out. Like, it's just yeah. not safe, not happening. I don't trust you. Good no. for you. Good for you. Because, Good no, for because, you. But it's also like, it could also be negative, because it's like, they maybe weren't even meaning it like that at all. But because I'm like, mm. searching it out. It's so you know, yeah, you're making the rhetoric, like, you know, uh, putting the dialogue in their mouth before they even say it Uh, yeah I yeah I definitely make a habit of talking to if I talk to anyone on apps especially it's going to be someone who uh, would never dream (laughs) um don't get me wrong lots of people will surprise you and uh, be like yeah how's where oh that's so brave can I see your ass like whatever and it's you know and then you're just like kind of guffaw to yourself and move on but um but yeah I think maybe it's the type of man I attract now maybe because I'm older now than I was and uh yeah it's definitely I I, honestly I feel like I'm older than a lot of those fucking creeps go for like 25 is too old for some fucking gross ass men with camo pants and too hard of dicks too yeah, hard no, it's they're a, too it's hard like, and they have like a chill out off. yeah it's yeah. Like, chill. chill I could see all your veins like you know your wrong. your skin shade is vain and that's gross <laughs> so gross but uh, um but yeah those yeah, are, I'm, I'm, I'm past, too, I'm past that age <laughs> so now I can talk to more yeah that's normal. right exactly and then you know that if they're like 30 that doesn't mean that they're creepy uh mm-hmm. they don't like fetishize like young young women right right it does it feels I tell you it hits different it hits different in your mid-20s uh the whole talking to a 30 year old or uh, yeah really understanding an intention from someone um because yeah yeah, of of course you get jaded and you get fucking it it's so easy like oh my god I'll get it in my head too like oh everybody wants something it's just disgusting oh god the the humanity ew it's just grabby and gross and I I'm not like that I need something fulfilling I need something wholesome and uh yeah and then you're just like you don't want that and you don't want that and everyone yeah no one wants what I want and it's like okay that's not totally true but it's very easy to um believe that sometimes especially when men are trash yeah um okay so not to change like the note or anything but let's uh, do it i'm tired of are you okay to record until like i'm it's not we've already done it for like an hour i'm just gonna ask like a few more questions and then we'll just like wrap it up are you good for time let's yeah of course i don't have what time is it i don't know second 604 oh yeah girl let's do it Okay, okay How did you, how did you decide that you wanted to be a comedian? How did I decide I wanted to be a comedian? Um, I was taking a high school career class (laughs) test, whatever, you know, the, the, quiz um but it wasn't for careers because I want, yeah, we did that one, but we also did one for colleges, uh, in like grade 11, 12 ish. And, um, and Humber comedy came up on my college, you know, program list. And I had always like, I always needed attention and wanted to be the funny one um, since childhood. Uh, class clown every year. Fucking... Were, you, um, were you bullied in elementary school or high school? Oh, big time. No, not elementary school so much. I, I grew up like, you know, I did really, 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 really small town elementary school experience. Um, we had 
split grade and there was 10 kids in the class in grade five and six like you can't bully anyone they're you're related to you like it's uh it was a small small town so very I mean like it had its own set of issues for children like um as much as I love growing up there there's also like my parents thank god every day they took us to uh, Thunder Bay like a, a city um to go from like grade six to high school because staying in a, that small of a town during your adolescence and, you know, puberty and stuff, like you just, you live a different life completely and your expectations and whatever are just, well, you don't have any, <laughs> you don't have any, like if you're, if you feel stuck, you're going to stuck your, stick yourself. And, and you know, and, and that's no shade to people that grow up in a small town and, and stay there and don't leave and, you know, get married at fucking 18 and all that like that's all good and well but I just uh yeah no my parents wanted something else <laughs> for their daughters and so yeah then I that's TMI whatever um <laughs> and then we uh carried out elementary school yeah I don't know I fought with the boys all the time like I would always and it wasn't flirty fighting like it, it was like in grade six when I was the new girl <laughs> it was kind of like I didn't understand yeah like I remember emailing my first crush being like coming out of the closet was the subject line coming out of the closet was the subject line. <laughs> and then the contents was I like you you should date and yeah. then yeah he like yeah gave me a Winnie the Pooh charm and we dated did you ever get like married um, in elementary school I got married so many times no no but I, I like now that I'm a teacher little kids get married on the playground all the fucking time and I'm just like bitch you make it look easy I like I want to <laughs> push these four-year-olds to the ground and be like no it doesn't happen this way. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I was never married. Um, but yeah, I was very, as yeah, I was courted. I was doing like, you know, all, all the shit that little kids think is so fucking cute and romantic. I, I was sometimes a part of it, but very much the bridesmaid, you know, never the bride. Um, and yeah. And then bullied like a son of a bitch in high school, just like in a weird, very gaslighty way. Like I wasn't outright, like you're different. You're weird. It was, um, you can be my friend. And then <laughs> just cutting, like, uh, oh, sort God. of, yeah, yeah, isolating. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was really, 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 really bad. And um, definitely why I started going to therapy for sure. Um, yeah. And, it, and, you know, it's all good. Like, fucking kids are mean, girls are mean. It's all good. But um, I always think, I'm like, they're, that's done no one is like, everyone's a feminist now. Those girl groups don't happen anymore. And then my therapist is just like, oh no, oh no, it very much does. I have a family I'm counseling right now. <laughs> and they, they sued the school. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, holy shit. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, bullying is essential if you're a female woman. So what did I, what, yeah, I decided to do comedy, not because I was, yeah, not because I was bullied per se. Is that why you chose? Is that why you decided to, to do comedy? No, I just think that like, yeah, I just think like being bullied is such an essential part of like somebody starting comedy or like a comedian's life right. because it just teaches you so much about humility and uh, it kind of gives yeah. you that like, uh, it, it puts your back up almost and it kind of mm. gives you that like hostile sort of chip on your shoulder a fucking chip on your shoulder to wear with pride all the time um no I don't think I I can fully credit me wanting to do comedy to being bullied because it just happened so late in the game that I when I already wanted to pursue comedy um truly like I was already seriously you know like doing improv in my drama class and understanding that I was good at it and you know like I had we had a high school trip to New York and we did a couple of drama things there and my teacher was just like you are the master you're so and it was so validating it was such a experience for me that even though this bullying and toxic shit was happening I was like I am a comedian like I am gonna do this like I'm gonna live in New York and I'm gonna be this person and yeah I just I did it because um because I was told I was good at it and I was yeah. and and I had support and I, I knew that I yeah I that's the only thing I wanted to do after that and so yeah and then choosing to move here and and start doing stand-up and stuff was uh you know the natural next move um and that's kind of how it started just literally small but obvious steps of how yeah I got started yeah there's always like one teacher that just like gives your like gives you a boost and then you're just like oh 
oh having a mentor like having a teacher or authority or like yeah like a mentor figure say anything encouraging and like say like look in your fucking eyes and say that you have it uh is enough for someone to quit their job and um, like you know change their life completely I truly believe that like I and I I am definitely someone who loves people and loves uh and and, like the people that love me and I know that love me when they when they say things like that I feel like I could do anything (laughs) like it's right you know and and it's and it's and it's nice yeah it's nice I know a lot of people don't have that so I, I feel very lucky all the time yeah and your parents are encouraging yes yes they are like they're encouraging of everything though like they I'll I could call them tonight and be like you know what I want to go to pilot school and I want to fly planes and they'd be like oh okay yes you're gonna be the best pilot there ever was we always <laughs> knew you loved the sky like I don't know say something crazy like they just they yeah it's it's crazy just and so yeah this whole comedy journey for the past like seven years has been yeah they're they're crazy man they drove they drove uh they they live far away uh and they drive up to Toronto quite often um or drove up to Toronto to (laughs) Pat in the past um to see shows that were big deals like JFL and uh and like and my first couple festivals uh they drove to Chicago once when uh when I was uh, doing a couple shows in Chicago uh, which is crazy. Uh, they just in January, like from Thunder Bay to Chicago. Um, yeah, and people ask me all the time. They're like, "Were your parents there? Like, it, what?" And I'm just like, "Yeah." They're like, "Did they have a conference there? Like, I'm, or something?" Like, no, they they purely come for me. They, uh, Montreal. They've been to Montreal a million times. Anyway, um, parents are very supportive of comedy. Of course, they're also realistic, very smart parents where if their conversation of switching up a career that would actually like make me quicker money <laughs> um, and, and still be a passion of mine and stuff when it comes up, they're also like, yes, I know it's plan B, but it's a good plan B. Do that as well. Uh, <laughs> you know, they just don't want me to, you know, I don't know, waste any of my talents because they think, and they tell me all the time that I am so, but, and then me and my fucked up brain, I'm just like, you're giving up on me. Like, you don't want me to do comedy anymore. Like you're, you're not putting your money on me anymore. Like so that I'm going to do this. Uh, Even though they're literally just saying there's other stuff that you're also good at. Like, let's think about it and, uh, and provide for yourself. Like, you know, and I, I provide for myself fully right now but I you've seen my apartment it's very fucking small um and I want your apartment now. is so sick your apartment is I it's, literally think about your apartment like once a day I'm just like you are, where can you, I go find another one the minute the minute I get a fucking paycheck that says I can move out of here it she yours it's a great it's a great little bachelor I love it um but yeah I want I want things now like um you know uh a lifestyle that I can't afford right now and a dog and stuff and you know like you're just like oh maybe maybe I could do the plan b thing I mean coronavirus has really taught everyone that if you want to try reading a book or going back to school online now's the time yeah that's uh that's definitely true um but fuck plan b's we're talking about comedy yeah 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 (laughs) No, I was saying that that's so amazing because I'm like, my parents, like they want to come to shows and stuff, but I always like tell them mm-hmm. not to. Like, I'm like, no, because I'm Aww. just like, oh, it's not good enough. It's not ready. You know, like, it's not but, like, I just yeah. think in my head where I'm like, whenever like you come to a show, like, especially if it's mm-hmm. like, because I feel like comedy is not for friends or family. So I'm just like, I don't want to try out. It's not. That, like, I, yeah. I, I would agree, but I also know that there's time and place. Like I would want my friends and family to see a Sunday night live show. Like when those were happening, like I, I would, I would invite them to that. I would not invite them to a one-off random night at, at a standup show that I had five minutes on or any sort of solo set on. And, uh, but yeah, like I would, I, I'm so proud, or I was so proud of, uh, of Sunday night live with the, the, the live music, the full sold out crowd always helped uh, most of the time. And an amazing like host that draw drew a crowd and uh, and then just this cast like you know it was such a show a magnus magnificent show and um if my writing got on it or if i had a nice showcase night where i was a character in a couple of things a character <laughs> i said it with a u for some reason a character and some sketches um that really you know stole the scene um i would be i would be absolutely like 
tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your fucking entire extended family to come no, to the show. No, but that's like, you're such, a, you're such a talented performer. Like, you are so good at what you do. Oh. Like, you would have no reason to tell anybody to not come to a sold-out show. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah. like, I feel like I'm like, oh man, like it's a sold-out show. The energy's high. I'm so negative. I'm like, what if I don't yeah. do great? What if, like, blah, blah, blah. I- I put away the negative. I get it. I get it. And you know, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't think like that because you are also very talented and a very like you're an enigma. I, I don't even know what that completely means, but I know. I it's know good. What that <laughs> um, no, everyone wants to see you. Everyone wants to be you. You're Dua Lipa for Christ's sake. I'm um, Dua Lipa. You are, oh God, you got, you got it. You got it, girl. And uh, no, but I, I totally get that that thought process of being like, uh, it's not whatever, it's not my best, and I'm gonna be uh, not my full, you know, uh, like quality. And you're 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 selling yourself like to people. You're selling yourself to an audience every fucking night. And if your fucking biological <laughs> parents are in the crowd, you're gonna be like, oh, please be proud of me, or please, you're gonna be like whatever, and it fucks you up, man. Um, but. Yeah, I, uh, I get it. I, you, I put um, away. Oh. Sorry. How do you come up with ideas for characters? Because we we're just talking about Sunday Night Live. And I'm yeah. like, I would never like, it's just not in me at all as a human being to like, I don't even think that way. Like when I see like interesting people on the street, I never think of like, oh, that's a character. Yeah. Like really? Yeah. I, um, I feel like it's your definitely- perception of people like your your attention to detail is yeah like on all the time thanks well I mean I think thanks yeah but you're totally right like I I, there was a time where I was constantly thinking about what could be a sketch what could be turned into a sketch who could be turned into a sketch there was a time definitely where my brain was like that and it wasn't that long ago um now obviously it's very much watered down because uh the times and you're just you don't know when you can you know write like this again because it's one thing to think of a fucking TikTok character or a little Instagram video character that I do on my own. And it's, but I think about it and I do it, you know, it's not like a fully fleshed out. I open up final draft and I spend an afternoon like editing, making myself laugh, you know, finishing a blow line, you know, like thinking it's good enough to pitch that week to people or, or to just like my own solo stuff when I started doing solo last year. Um, it's different. Uh, yeah. What do I do to think of characters? I just, I just, I get so inspired by successful people that I really love and admire a lot of women, a lot of like Saturday night live, uh, past and present people, but mostly like the fucking, you know, underground shit. Like I, and not even underground, like they're very, it's so accessible right now. Like character comedy. I feel like it's the most highlighted it's ever been. Uh, with you know Meg Salter and like fucking Cola Scola and the like the the New York scene really um they're all those like kind of weird sketch brains and like even like old sketch troops on YouTube that are now people like uh, as big as you know fucking Nick Kroll and all that shit um like what where they started from with getting together and getting filming it on the camera and stuff going back and watching that archival stuff is fun for me sometimes uh, when I'm in the mood sometimes it's depressing but when I'm in the mood and, and want to be inspired and want to write like watching this stuff it's it's good because you're just like uh wow this person before they were them was so silly so unfiltered this was what th- made them laugh and now they do yeah. movies or, or shows that are comedies but other people are writing the jokes and they're doing a character that someone else told them to play blah blah, blah. but watching sketch when it first started for that person uh is always so ugh, it's where my heart's at because it's like you know it's clearly from that person's weird ass brain i'm obsessed with tim robinson he is like when I have to write a show or when I have to want or just want to be in a silly sort of character mood uh yeah I think of him what would he do how would he say it what's his, his inflection like not trying to mimic him I'll never like have the same taste like as I I guess similar taste but the style of him you know because like also I'm I'm Erica he's Tim I can't even like, you know, we don't even look alike or sound alike, you know? So it's like, even if I I copied him verbatim, I still wouldn't be him, you know what I mean? Um, But, uh, but yeah, similar styles to people that I just admire, I'll, I'll, I'll draw from, but mostly I just go in my weird brain and. Right. 
fucking hack it, hack it, nothing until there's something. That's amazing. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess we could just end it here. We've been talking for so long. We have. I hope you. Oh my god, you're gonna have so much fun. Make me look good and sound smart, okay? Oh my god, yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> and funny, and funny. Get all the funny parts. Yes. Okay. Wait. I want to take a little screenshot. Do you take screenshots during this thing? Have you? Oh, can I? Yeah, of course you can. You take. Them. <laughs> oh wait, how do I take? I, 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 I think it's control four. It, control four. <laughs> control four uh, i don't know how to take screenshots it's control four you better do it okay hang on a second okay did i take I it i can't do it on my phone i don't know did you oh wait, i found it i found oh, it oh i heard it. it do you hear it okay. i heard it i heard it. i heard it dang okay. but i wasn't ready okay me neither okay i gotta look right <laughs> did i do it wait I didn't hear it, but whatever. There we go. <laughs> we did it. Um, I miss you. I miss you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. It's been so nice. I love this episode. I'm going to have so much fun editing it. I literally can't wait. Well, I always feel so weird about podcasts. I always think I talk too much and never say anything right. So I hope that you this great. was fun you for you. Amazing, yeah. I, well, you know, it's always easier when you know the person, you have a rapport and yeah. this, this felt right. This felt right and tight. This felt right and nice. Yeah, you know? this is great.